0: Okay, welcome back to Star Wars Meanderings and Ramblings. It has been a while. Uh, You know, it's been rough. Uh, My daughter keeps getting sick and it's not COVID. It's a cough and it lingers forever, which keeps us up at night. And then my son gets sick and it seems like they pass it back and forth to each other. And I feel like I'm just tired all the time. But anyway, that's a little bit about my life. Um, I... Bet you think I'm going to talk about Andor. Er, I'm wrong. I am not. Though I am loving the show, I would really like everyone to watch it. I'm going to do a, a hopefully a bigger review when all 12 episodes are up. I really, really like it, but you know what's weird? I feel like it doesn't feel like Star Wars. Does anyone else feel like that, or is that just me? Like, I mean, like it is Star Wars, but, like, it's not. It's like the, it's, gritty it's darker like I'm not, I'm not talking about like I mean the themes are darker but I mean just the way the film and it's not film anymore but you know the way the what is it called when they edit it the comp- composite that's it it's just darker looking um and there's a lot of like stake here you really feel like oh what's gonna happen in this and you know the good is gonna come on out on top because we've seen a new hope and empire strikes back and return of the jedi but at the same time you really don't know if that's going to happen and it's like real people and real everyday decisions that are being made in war and the underground movement of the rebellion and how it's being formed and oh gosh it's it's good it's just interesting you know what it reminds me of more of an eu novel like the novel is of course that that we never got to see on the screen and like Bounty hunters, even though there's no real bounty hunters, but you know, it's like that those kind of stories that were played out in the novels is what Andor kind of reminds me of way back when. When um, you know, the original trilogy was done, we didn't know anything about Disney, all that kind of stuff, that era of EU novels. So I'm really enjoying it, and I hope to give a more in-depth review later. But today is gonna be a little bit of like a cathartic episode for me, a little bit of a therapy dump. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot you know Yoda he says to Luke when he's thinking about training him he says all his life has he looked away to the future to the horizon never his mind on where he was Hmm? what he was doing and for some reason I just I, I never thought about that line until like a month or two ago when I was like man I have not been as present as I wanted to in my life. And I go, I go through stages with this where I'm like, everything's great. And I'm in the present and it's wonderful. And then I, I get really worked up, right? Like my life is just so busy. I've got two kids now. I've got a business I'm running. I've got podcasts and I love, love my life. And I love to live it to the fullest and, and do as much as I can because I always have this, like, I, I don't know, I visualize, I manifest and go, go, go. But sometimes I feel like I book it so much that I don't enjoy my life or don't take a moment to like say, wow, this moment is amazing. And I know a lot of us um, get through that. And I'm always at least two months into the future at a minimum, I'm always thinking ahead. I'm already right now thinking about Christmas and New Year's and what I'm going to do with my business and what do we need to think about. And sometimes I'm even a year or two into the future. Um, and rarely in the past because ain't nobody got time for that is what I have to say (laughs) no I mean it's just my personality I would rather be in the future thinking about what comes next and go 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 than thinking about the past where things you can't change it you know and I I think too about what Qui-Gon Jinn says to Obi-Wan in The Phantom Menace you know to be mindful of the future but not at the expense of the present moment so I've been thinking about that Yoda quote you know All his life, he's looked away, which you could say about me. All my life, I've looked away to the future and to the horizon, never where I am. And I've always been at the expense of the present moment. The present moment means nothing to me. And, you know, to go into a little bit background of my personal life, pregnancies have never been easy for me. And both my children are what I call my miracle babies. The first time I ever got pregnant, um, it ended in a miscarriage. The second time, it was one of those one in sixty thousand chances, and the baby had a bunch of defects and wasn't growing properly inside of me, and we made the choice to um, abort the baby because it wouldn't. They said it was going to be a stillborn. And I think about this right now with Roe v. Wade and the the states that have banned abortion completely, and to think about having to go through what I went through and showing myself more and more pregnant people being like oh what a joyous occasion and asking me questions and you know not being able to to fulfill that joy and know that the baby's gonna be deformed and come out and not even live is it's tough anyway so after that second pregnancy they told me you know we don't know if you are going to be able to have kids we don't know what this is maybe your body just keeps like maybe the miscarriage was because your body cannot produce a viable pregnancy and it was really hard and I got pregnant with my daughter Ayla and that whole pregnancy I was just almost kept it at arm's length (laughs) that's possible you can't because the baby's growing inside of you but I always thought it was going to be taken away from me and then my daughter was bored and even then I was I I always regret I feel like I wasn't as loving with her in the beginning because I was just like is this real is this going to be taken away from me is everything okay with her and she's grown up to be a wonderful wonderful daughter who I'm very loving with now but in the beginning it was tough. So she was my first miracle baby. Then when we tried to get pregnant with my son, we just couldn't for years, for years, like two and a half. I don't even know how long, um, two and a half. I feel like it just dragged and dragged and it got to the point that I said, okay, I'm going to consider IVF. Cause I, I might as well, like I said, I, I try to live life to the fullest and I'm going to regret it. If I don't do this, I'm getting older. Let's just do IVF. So I went through all this testing and process to get IVF and, um, They sent all the drugs to my house and I got pregnant that month, like the month I was supposed to start IVF. So that is my second miracle baby. And the point of these stories in the background is that every time I've had this baby, I think, oh, you know what? When I have my baby, I'm going to appreciate him or her so much because I know how fleeting it is and how hard it's been. It's just been different for me. I'm not one of those people that just got pregnant right away. Like I, this is just so precious to me this this life and this child in our family and right now my son he's learning to crawl and he's laughing and he's sort of a fun little dude and i feel like i'm just missing these moments i said i would appreciate them and i was going to be present but i'm not because life gets in the way and i breastfeed and i thought i told myself i was going to enjoy breastfeeding this time around but really it's boring it's really boring and i'm always on my phone and now as i consider stopping it i'm like oh man these like nine months have gone by and i haven't even a have, like you know sat here and really cherished what my body is doing there's nothing else that you're there's n- no one can replace a mother breastfeeding their child there's nothing in the world it's like a singular bond that can never be replicated and i have been on my phone <laughs> most of it because like in the beginning you're feeding the baby every hour and a half to two hours and you're like oh my god it's not again i'm gonna pull out my phone and do stuff and then before you know it you're just it's like Pavlov's experiment oh I got breastfeeding we'll on my phone so I haven't actually appreciated him doing that and this miracle baby and everything I said I was going to be present for so I, it's like, I guess I was thinking about that quote a lot and you know even my business it's just like I feel like I pour so much into it and I I'm not appreciating what I built for myself like I've built a flexible schedule and I'm able to be a mom and I'm able to have a career and I wanted to have the best of every world. And I created that and I don't even appreciate it half the time. Like here I am at 1.30 p.m. on a Thursday recording a personal podcast. Like how many people get to do that, right? Like it's amazing. And, I, and I'm and i always thinking about the next best thing. And I know always in motion the future is. And I know it's not set in stone, but I can't help believing that like, The future is set in stone, and I'm going to move forward like the future is set in stone, which also leads to me being super controlling. And it's hard for me to take a step back and be okay with going with the flow. And I feel like when you're present, you're able to go much more with the flow, because you're not as set into the future as someone like me is. And I kind of want to bring this back to my Jedi journals, which I've mentioned before on the show, and they were a very important pivotal part of my life. Um, and I used to study the Jedi Code, which, by the way, was never mentioned in the movies. But I would study that also to learn how to be a better Jedi. And every day I would reflect back on the moments where I did act like a Jedi and the moments I did not. And I would write them into two columns, you know, like Jedi-like behavior and jedi or whatever. Maybe I had Jedi and Sith. I can't even remember. But I kind of wanted to look back on that and kind of bring that back to me to center and see what exactly... Um, it's basically what with the Jedi Code, how can we use that in our life? Is something that we can use in our life? Do we even want to use it in our life? <laughs> I'm gonna read it for everyone. The Jedi Code. There is no emotion, there is peace. There is no ignorance, there is knowledge. There is no passion, there is serenity. There is no chaos, there is harmony. There is no death, there's the force. Now that I'm rereading it, uh feel like it's kind of dumb and I could never live like this. I can never be a Jedi as much as I might aspire to. I'm a very forthright, emotional, passionate person, though I don't like chaos. So I would like harmony. No, thank you. No chaos. But there is a certain amount of present moment, I believe, in that code. And I wanted to kind of explore each line and also think about this in terms of world religions and the way Lucas could have thought about this. I have never seen Lucas actually say one way or another that he was like yes i'm specifically drawing from buddhism or the jedi or taoism or i'm specifically drawing from christianity or catholicism with um anakin skywalker being the chosen one and not having a father and all that so i i have never heard him say that i did some research late research i couldn't find anything where he specifically said that either um but there's a lot i think that like people can draw from. I did find that he, that um, Gary Kurtz, I feel like it was Gary Kurtz or um, Kirshner said they wanted to bring in this Zen-like quality to Empire Strikes Back, because they didn't want kids to just think it was all blowing it up. They they wanted them to stop and think about some things for a little bit. So first line, there is no motion, there is peace. Buddhism is very centered around the idea of letting go of attachments. Um, There is the Four Noble Truths, which is central to the teaching of Buddhism, and attachment and craving are labeled as the cause of suffering, with the idea that you can be free of them. And if you remember in Attack of the Clones, Anakin says, attachment is forbidden, possession is forbidden, compassion, which I would define as unconditional love, is essential to a Jedi's life. But I believe with the Buddhists, rather than saying like attachment was forbidden, I think the Buddhist practice more of like a letting go, which is a more peaceful way of saying that there's no like attachment and it's less controlling to say that you're just like letting go. And I think with this, there is no emotion. I definitely think that I feel emotion, right? Like, And I, I just think there's a, a, an ability of letting go that they have, which I don't always have. And, and I don't know if I even wanna live like that. And I think in fact, if it wasn't for Luke Skywalker's emotion, Darth Vader would have never turned to the light side, right? But there is something to be said about being swept away by your emotions. I think I mostly get swept away by my emotions when I'm thinking about the future. I get really excited by the future or I get really stressed by it or I get really anxious by it and I can't just ignore it. So is there a way to acknowledge the future Feel the emotions, but not get swept away by it and have that letting go that Buddhism has, and therefore maybe have peace. There is no ignorance, there is knowledge. My friend is a therapist, and she says that when you get nervous about something in the future, and she works with OCD patients, is you have to go through every worst case scenario, lay it all out, and go through what would happen in each instance. When that happens, you will feel calmer and you know that in each instance, you've planned a reaction. In this case, that is having knowledge about the future and not ignorance. It's a nice theory, but it rarely helps me because then the knowledge like still pisses me off. I'm like, okay, well, if the flight is delayed, then... I'm going to be stuck in the airport and I'm going to have two kids stuck in the airport with me. And would should I go back home? Okay, well, what would happen if I go home? But what if there's traffic? And then if there's traffic and I need to turn around, that's just going to stress me out anymore. And it's just like this whole thing that actually is not helpful at all. So some of me, is like, I kind of go into things with ignorance. And I think that has helped me. Like, that is why I'm so gung-ho. That's why I'm able to like just move forward with my life and take risks because I don't think things through. Um, so that's very kind of un-Jedi-like of me, yeah. There is no passion, there is serenity. Now, I think I kind of bring this back to like the meditation that we see the Jedi doing and the practice of mindfulness and concentration, which I definitely need to do more of. I was doing more of it, um, a lot of it actually when I was struggling to get pregnant with my son, because I needed to have some to center and ground me. Um Both mindfulness and concentration are steps along the Buddhist doctrine of the Eightfold Path. So, but there's still, I I still feel like there's this push and pull with me, because why would you not want passion in your life? Passion drives my life, and passion is what has made me successful. It gets me excited about thinking about the future. But I also want that serenity. And it's why I'm kind of voicing this whole podcast, audio blog, out loud. It's like, I want passion, I want serenity, and where is that balance? Do the Jedi even have that balance, right? Like, is it even a good thing that they have that balance when they do? Why wouldn't you want passion? Why wouldn't you want that in your life? There is no chaos, there is harmony. The Taoist way, so this is bringing into, like, a little, we're kind of going away from Buddhism now. I was looking into this online, it's like the the Taoist way is about balance and we're just talking about this and about aligning oneself with the flow of the Tao and you can't shouldn't be controlling things or pushing for things but aligning with things because when you align you go with the flow and this actually kind of reminds me of the practice of Qigong if anyone has ever done Qigong which I love I need to do more of that see like there's I'm like figuring these things out in my life just by talking like I need to do more qigong. I need to probably go back and do more meditation and mindfulness. Um, but the Taoist concept is wu wei, which can be translated basically in English as effortless effort or spontaneous, harmonious action. It is almost a way of trying. Sorry, it's a way of doing without trying, without thinking. Um, and so it's like no. I think it's kind of like being in the flow, being in the zone of genius, you know, and with that balance you won't have chaos you'll have a harmony but my life my life feels like organized chaos it's chaotic and i try to wrinkle it and control it as best i can when i think about it like why am i doing this is because i feel like it's because i'm selfish when things go out of balance or things happen that are not part of my schedule i'm angry that it set me back when my daughter is coughing and she has to stay home from school i get mad that it disrupts my schedule You know, and I've been waking, woken up at times, multiple times at night with her coughing fits, And then I get mad that I'm not um, well rested. And she's had to stay home from school, like I said, and it does not fit into my life. And I'm very far from the present moment when that happens because I'm angry about how it's affecting my future. And that's, that's just not the way we should be. If I'm in the present moment, I'll see my daughter is sick. My daughter Can't help that she has a cough for two months. You know, she her body must be tired of coughing all the time. And when I take a step back and when I think of it like that, I do feel like that that I'm so upset over my own schedule and my own life and everything I'm trying to control. But (laughs) it's really annoying. It's really annoying, and I'm not in the present moment because I'm just thinking about the future. There is no death. There's the force. There's a lot I can go into here, but I'm not going to be talking. About that. Instead, I'll talk about not physical death, I mean. I'm not gonna talk about physical death. I'll talk about death of relationships, death of projects, death of plans. And that is really hard for me because I don't like to accept failure. And is failure the past or the future? Or is failure the present present? Is the fear of failure the future? Yes. Anger over failure is probably the past. But going through failure when you're going through it is the worst. And that could be a death of a project. That could be a death of a relationship. That could be a death of the plans that you had. And uh, that is one of the worst things for me, because all I want to do is control that and not let that death come about. And I want it to happen. I want those plans to take place. I want my daughter not to be sick and not have to cancel things when I'm traveling internationally, right? But if I accepted failure, could I live in the present more fully? If I knew it, brought me through the force to a greater destiny like the jedi right could i could i understand that it's bringing me to a better place and if i just accepted it and used the wu-wei the you know harmonious action or the balance or whatever it is could i be living in the present more fully and be be less upset when things don't go my way so there we kind of like I broke it down, the Jedi Code, and I think about is it a good thing to follow the Jedi Code code to even live in the present so fully? Do I want to be living I, like I started this saying I'm not living in the present, but is that something I even want to do? I mean, when we looked to the Jedi, they don't they didn't see Palpatine's rise to power as it as you know it was even brought up in the last Jedi. Um, but their commitment to the present is admirable. But is it worth not training someone over it as Yoda didn't want to train Luke? Clearly he did end up training Luke. But he didn't want to because he wasn't enough in the present. And I know I'm always looking at the twin sunset. I'm always sitting there with, like Luke, staring out there, wanting the next best thing, wanting to get off Tatooine. But when I get off my present Tatooine, where will I be? I always want that next adventure in my business, that next moment to try and prove myself. I want to go to the next level level up as my daughter says she's really into levels right now i want to level up but it's not not to anyone else really it's not for anyone else i'm trying to do this it's for myself to say hey look at me i wanted to get off of Tatooine, and i did it so you know i to bring it back to like you know my son and what i've been thinking and the breastfeeding and this is where it all came about is just like this line from Yoda has been bothering me so much that I think I'm going to try to make a more conscious effort on mindfulness, on meditation, on turning off my phone more and realizing that my business and my future will always be there, but the present moment will not be. So that is this, this uh, therapeutic episode. Thank you for listening. And I love your thoughts. If you guys have any kind of advice for me or anything like that. And I, will, I do want to say, like, I love my life. I'm passionate about it. I'm not apologizing for it. But I think I will take a moment and be okay when my son wakes up from his nap too early and I'm still working and not be frustrated that I had all these plans and things to do when he was napping. And if anyone is like me, I just want to recommend two things. There's a great book that I recommend called Present Perfect by Pavel G. Somov um, on how to be present, to let go of controlling behaviors and not take mistakes to heart. If you wanna read like a very light article on um, Star Wars and uh, religion and how it kind of plays into it, I'll link all this in the show notes, Um, is an article on MovieWeb called Star Wars and Spirituality, Christianity, Buddhism, and the Tao. Lastly, I want to read you all a poem that my friend Michael Miller sent me um, and of course, he and I talked about uh, death and Ahsoka, so you should go back and listen to that episode. Breathing in, I calm my body. Breathing out, I smile. Dwelling in the present moment, I know this is a wonderful moment. And that is by Thich Nhat Hanh. And I want to thank Michael for sending that to me. I'll, breathe, I'll read it one more time. As like a closing, may the force be with everyone. Breathing in, I calm my body. Breathing out, I smile. Dwelling in the present moment, I know this is a wonderful moment.